What up, though? And welcome to my podcast. It's your EBB, everybody's bestie. Hey, besties, I missed y'all so much. And I'm out here in Louisiana where it's 64 degrees. It's feeling kind of muggy outside, but you know, we gonna be all right. All right, y'all, I've been gone for a minute, but I'm back with the jump off. My voice was completely gone, besties. Like, <clears throat> I could barely speak. Like, when I'm talking, you can see the mouth moving, but it's kind of a whisper, you know, type of thing was going on. And I'm just starting to get, my voice still a little weird right now, but at least y'all can hear me. So tonight's episode, I did tell you I was 7, 17 p.m. then. I, if I didn't, I did not. But tonight's episode is going to be Daddy's Home and Mama's Gone. Uh, it's going to be a more serious uh, episode. You know, mo- all my episodes have been pretty pretty serious, but maybe more a little light. This is a little heavy, but I'm trying to not, you know, weigh you down too much. Um, and I do have a special guest tonight. <clears throat> uh uh, but before we get into all of that, y'all already know, before I do anything, I got to sprinkle my sauce. And my sauce is what? Prayer. So let's go in prayer, bestie. Um, Heavenly Father, we come to as humble as we know how, Lord God. We just ask you on forgiveness, for forgiveness on tonight, Lord God. We ask you to forgive us for all of our sins, Lord God, both known and unknown, Lord God. Lord God, we just want to thank you for our life, our health, our strength, Lord God. I thank you for this podcast. I thank you for everyone listening, everybody that passed it up, Lord God, and everybody that will listen. Lord God, I just thank you for my family. I thank you for my friends. I thank you for my associates, everything, Lord God. We just want to say that we love you, and I ask you to allow me to decrease so Holy Spirit, you may increase your will, not mine. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. Okay, so my special guest I got tonight, y'all. It's no other <laughs> than my dog, Jasmine. So, y'all, let me tell y'all, y'all, Jasmine moved down here <laughs> from Detroit, and I'm so geeked about it, y'all. Like, a piece of me is now here. Like, it's just like a big deal. If you know, you know. And if you don't, well, you should. And if you don't, blah, 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 whatever. So, Jasmine, how you feeling? <laughs> She's a kid. All she wanna do is play. <laughs> I feel great. <laughs> so how was the move, Jazz? Uh it was actually really good, actually. Yeah. So far it's been good. Yeah. I'm in a good headspace. That's good. And that's what's important. Yeah. Um, did you find it difficult uh transitioning? Actually leaving everything and leaving, you know, what you was used to. To come to something you absolutely did not know. At first, yeah, yeah, I did. But then I just figured like it was nothing really holding me back. Yeah. So. Like it was just time for a change. Yeah. I feel you. That's how I felt when I came here. It was just like, man, it's time to go. Like, And ever since I've been here, I got to say, you know, it was the right decision for me. Yeah. Um. So tonight, y'all, <clears throat> like I said, the title is... Um, daddy's home and mama's gone. We're going to speak about our lives. And, uh, me, me and Jasmine have very, very similar kind of situations. Some, some, somewhat, somewhat, not, not too similar, but I'm just saying like, we're similar and different at the same time, like a cucumber and a pickle, you know, it's the same thing, but it's so different, you know, like that type of thing. But we relate to each other a lot on a lot of things. Um, so I'm gonna kind of like speak on like, Growing up, you know, and, and me having um dad issues that I I didn't even realize that I had, y'all. I really did not 
realized that I really cared like that about the things that I went through as far as me and my father until I was a grown woman, nice and grown too. Um, I don't know. That's crazy to me, you know, because I was like, I don't care. You know, after a while, you try to like numb yourself to be like, I don't care, you know, about this or I don't care about that. But, you know, it's all a defense mechanism, really. You know, so I learned that. And we're going to speak about Jasmine and her growing up without really her mother, you know. Um, So we're going to happily hop right into it. Um, Let's see. I guess I'll start. Um, So I grew up. And she was raising six children, um, six children. She had six kids, three uh, different baby fathers, um, and none of them were in our lives like that. Uh, but growing up, my dad, as a little girl, my dad was always like a superhero <clears throat> in my eyes. Like, even though I he was not there, I looked at him like a superhero and held him at such a high standard, you know? And, um, I would see him every now and again, but I would see his family, his side of the family. I would see them more than I would see him. Like they'll come around my grandmother, uh, his mom, especially like she'll come around. I'll go over her house like every weekend, you know? So I was, I was involved with his family, but not so much him. And that's funny. Cause even though I was around him, I still barely seen him. But when I did, it was just like, Oh daddy, you know, and I just loved my daddy. You know, until um, one day when I had to go move with him. You know, my mom was having a hard time. And um, she actually could not handle the pressure of raising six children on her own. It was hard. And I get it. You know, and she wanted some help from these daddies. And she, you know, only right. And we had to go move with him. And it was me and my little brother. We had the same day. And we went and we moved with him at my grandmother's house at first. And it still was all good. Like, when we were staying with my grandmother, everything was all good. My dad would be in and out, you know. But, you know, it never was a problem. You know, he never yelled at me. Nothing like that. It was always good. And then we finally moved out my grandmother's house into a house with my dad. And he moved out and we moved with him. And the first night... Being in that house, I remember I was really young, guys, but I I got a really good memory from stuff that happened back in the day. Like uh, I remember, as soon as we went into that house, like he changed into a different person, and it's like he was so nice and so sweet, and he was his daddy, you know. Until until he changed into a monster, and it was so random, quick, drastic, like. Just all of a sudden for nothing. Like, it's, I guess it's just something that was always in him, but that he was suppressing when he was around, like, his family and stuff because it was up front. So, I remember the first night we had moved into the house, I just remember, I don't even remember why, I just remember him picking me up by my leg and, like, holding me upside down and beating me. And I was just like, whoa, my mind couldn't really, like, comprehend what the heck was going on because it was so random and so crazy. He had never put his hands on me before. I'm just like, oh, no, now, bro, you tripping. Now I wanted to go back to my grandmother's house because over there, at least he front, he fronted, you know what I'm saying, long enough, you know, and we didn't have to. We, he never put his hands on me over there, yelled nothing. And from then on, it just got worse and worse. Uh, over the years, staying with him, uh, my brother would get beat. I would get beat. Uh, he would call me out of my name. 
you know, all the time. It was just a lot going on in that house. Um, just not a healthy place for me to be, you know. And one day, I remember my mom coming to pick us up, and I was begging her. He used to take, oh, yeah, he used to take, like, when he used to leave, he used to, like, unplug the phone and take it with him so we couldn't call our mother, you know what I'm saying, while he's gone. And that was crazy. We couldn't talk to our mama, nothing. And I remember it used to be so bad. Me and my brother used to play this game. Like, when we walk home from school, like, we'll be walking together. And then once we get close to the house, one of us, like, each day we switch who's going to run in the front, whoever turn it was, and run up in the front. And then look in the backyard and see if his car was there. If his car was there, you give a sad face. If his car wasn't there, you'd be happy and do a happy face. So just, like, preparing us. That's sick, too, when you think about it. Like, but that was our life, you know. And, um... I remember not taking baths. I remember not eating. I remember getting beat for uh, the dishes being greasy. Um, I was just a little kid. I didn't even know how to wash dishes. Instead of teaching me the correct way to do it, he just beat me for it. And I don't mean like, I mean beatings. Uh, and I remember as I got older, I mean, I remember um, after that, my mom coming and I begged her. I said, Mama, please, he's beating us. He's doing this. He's doing that. And she came and she was like, I'm going to take them and I'm going to take them to go wash their clothes. And she took all our clothes and then she took us back. And I remember just driving. I'll never forget that day. We was riding on the freeway and I was looking up at the little green freeway signs. And she was just saying, all right, but I'm telling you right now, we all get back home and they're going to be all peaches and cream. And I was just thinking like, man, I don't care. Beets and gravy would be better than what we had back there. I don't need peaches and cream. You know what I'm saying? Like, I did not care. You know, so I was, she came and got us that day. And then for a while, I hadn't talked to him. I didn't deal with him. And then we started back going around him when I was a little older. I remember I was over his house, the last straw. I was at his house. And um, I was like, uh, he, he used to, I had siblings. Um, on his side, you know, that he had with the woman that he was with. Rest in peace, I loved her. Uh, but with the woman he was with, but he used to treat them like gold, like they were better than us. And like they could go say anything, tell on us or say anything, say we did anything, we get beat for it. And they knew that too, you know, and I don't, I don't blame them. Excuse, excuse, excuse this. My dog's acting crazy. I'm sorry, guys. Um, I don't blame them. I blame my dad, you know, for letting them even feel that way to where um, they knew that. And then, you know, as kids, sometimes kids can be cruel and kids feed off the energy of the environment, you know. So, you know, uh, so that was that. And I remember I was over there and I remember uh, my little sister was like, oh. You turned the channel. She had, she was watching something. And I did turn the channel because I was I did not. Sometimes they used to get on my nerves because they had got everything they wanted. They got to do whatever they want. We was just like the like the dirty step kids, and it was like, oh, you turned the channel. I'm going to tell. And then she went to go tell, and I'm telling. He came in there going crazy on me, calling me all kind of names, all this and that. And I just was like, I was fed up. So I went in there. I'm like, can I see the phone? So I can call my mama. And he gave me the phone. And I remember walking out. I was like, no, I'm not coming back over here. And all I remember when I was walking away, next thing I remember was looking up 
And when I was looking up, he was on top of me punching me. And I got up. So that means the, from the walk to the, from the bedroom to the front room, he ran up behind me and knocked me out. Slept me on the ground. It was, got on top of me and was hitting me. And I remember getting up screaming and I tried to run out the door. He grabbed me by my leg and yanked me back in the house. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm done with you, my dog. That was it. That was the straw that broke the camel's back and the nail that punctured the elephant foot. I was done. So I'm like, yeah, baby, I'm done with you. I can't deal with you. You are sick, sir. And you got a lot going on, you know. So from there, you know, I just did not deal with my dad like that anymore. And I never thought. It affected me as much as it did growing up. I started looking for that love and men. And I started dating very older men at a very young age. Uh, I lost my identity at 14 from to a 36-year-old man. You know, and um, stuff like that. You know, I was dating very older men. Um, men that were very much older. And um, I was looking for that. I was looking for something I was missing. From that relationship I should have had with my dad and other relationships. And I um, I just, it got to the point where I just start altogether despising men. Like I couldn't stand them. They used to make me sick. I, I did not want to be around men. I did not want to date men. I didn't want anything to do with men. And he was a big reason for that, you know. <clears throat> and even now in my marriage, I'm in a mar very happily married but I find myself um, sometimes like looking for certain things in my husband that you would get from a father. And if you know what I mean, then you know, you know, because that's hard to explain. Like, but I do see myself doing that and it's like, dang, you know, that's not my dad. Even though a husband do play a role that's sort of similar, but not for real, you know, but I find myself, you know, to the extreme, but... It took me a long time to forgive my dad fully, even when I thought I had forgave him. Because I didn't think I was affected, but I knew that I was still mad at him. But I did not think that being um, holding unforgiveness was an infection. So, I was. And it took me a while to forgive him, but I, I just recently forgave him. Um, and I reached out to him. You know, and I've been trying to reach out and I've been talking to him. You know, I remember I made a song for him some years ago when I was 25 years old. <laughs> I made a song for my daddy and it wasn't very nice, you know, but it was it was my truth. My voice still, y'all hear that? It's not like I'm going through puberty. It was my truth, though. But I named this Daddy's Home and Mama's Gone because <clears throat> I leaned on my mom a lot once I got older. And uh, my mom recently passed, you know, as I mentioned before, um, on May 30th last year. And that was my only parent. It felt like that was my only parent, even though my dad is still living. It felt like that was my only parent. So, you know, so she passed. And I feel like, and I said, daddy's home because, not because I just started back talking to my dad. Because I still don't feel that relationship there like that. But because I connected with my heavenly father. Like, 100%. Like, and I felt a love that I always searched for. That love and that thing that always was missing, I found in God because um, he just started, like, 
helping me to heal from all those open scars and wounds. And, um, and he was, he was taking out like unforgiveness and things like that and replacing it with like love and peace and stuff like that. So I, that's what helped me to even get to the point where I was able to forgive my dad. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, God has been, been great to me. And, uh, lately, you know, it's just like, he's been really holding me down and like being there for me like a father should be. So that's me. And that's my little, my little story with my dad and my, my little take on, uh, me growing up and having kind of like dad issues, you know, that I wasn't even aware of. Uh, so Jasmine, what was your life? Like, I know that like, um, you growing up, it was different because like me, I had my mom and my mom was like my, my rock, even though like me and my mom went through a lot when I was younger, but I always had my mom, you know, she was my rock, but you really never had your mom like that, did you? Yeah, no, I never really had my mom. It was always my grandma and shit. My grandma, but my grandma, one thing I can say about my grandma, like, she made it, like, she made everything so good to where it was like, you wasn't really missing your parents. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like she was a superhero, for real. Like, she made everything perfect. But even though, like, yeah, it was days where it was like, damn, I wish my mom was here, or certain shit that... I used to go through in school or go through with, you know, different situations, like, far as growing up as a young lady, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, period, stuff like that, that my grandma was older, so she couldn't really, you know? Yeah. Like, so, it was, like, stuff like that, that kind of, you know, triggered everything as far as our relationship. But other than that, my mama in that situation... It was just like, and then it wasn't even like she wasn't there present. Like right. she was, she was there, you, you know, see her, yeah. but she wasn't there like yeah, as much as she should have been. And she was on drugs. Yeah. She was on drugs. Yeah. And I mean, everybody know that, you yeah. know, it's not a secret. It's not a secret. No, it's not I'm, for you to be ashamed of. But at the end of the day, like <clears> it's just certain situations where I actually needed her, you <laughs> know what I'm saying? And I still, I still feel like it affect me now, even though I forgave her for how I felt then, you know, but I still feel like sometimes I just be thinking like, hey, what if, wonder if it'd be different, like, if she was there, like, yeah. how would life be if she was present, like, all the time, or I never really needed, you know, yeah, you know, I never tried to fill a void with somebody else, or, yeah. you know what I'm saying, so... Yeah. So, do you feel like, what do you feel like <clears throat> are the certain things, like, you needed her most? Like, the certain places where you needed her most and she wasn't there? Or do you feel like you had situations where if she was there to protect, it wouldn't happen? Yeah, I mean, in several situations like that. But mainly, I just feel like everybody need their mama. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Absolutely. Like, Regardless if your mama is present in your life or not, like, <coughs> every child needs their mother. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And nowadays, the mother pay a major part in the kid's life, you yeah. know? Like, because it's a lot of dads who's not present, you yeah. know? Like, my dad wasn't present. I knew him. I knew who he was. Yeah. He knew me, you know? But he wasn't always around. Like, he would come on holidays and stuff like that, birthdays, maybe. Yeah. But he was
times like that, like, I wanted the comfort from my mama, like. Yeah. But I can never, you know, I can never really just go to my mama and just talk to her or nothing. Like, honestly, when I was little, me and my mama never had a relationship for real. Yeah. Like, we never really had a relationship. Like, I used to talk back to her, like, fight her, everything, because... You had no respect. Yeah, I I have no respect for her. Mm-hmm. Deep down within, I just feel like you abandoned us, and you you only did not abandon us. Like it was kind of like I'm not gonna say like you didn't have a choice. Like you act you you had a choice. You know what I'm saying? But and you chose drugs. You chose drugs yeah. over us. So yeah. you know, like that made me feel some type of way. And by me at the time, like by me being the only girl, yeah, that's even, it that's was tough. even worse. Like yeah. you know, like. I don't know nothing about nothing. I'm still a kid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that was hard. And then, before my mama passed, because my mama did pass. But before she passed or whatever, she had got really, really sick. And I wasn't even staying in the same state as her. Like, I was staying in a whole different state. So, I got the call. Like, she was sick and, you know, all, all the stuff she was sick with or whatever. So, then, I left everything from where I was staying it came and took care of her. Yeah. And it was just like... Was that the only time you seen your mom sober? Yes. That's crazy. Like, for real. That's the only time I've <coughs> seen her, like, in a clear state of mind. Yeah. Like, where we could have a conversation and we could do stuff. You like, how old? I was, what, 20... I was, like, 21, 22. That's crazy. I was like twenty two, so yeah. like everything that happened that was going to happen had already happened. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I was like, now I just got to talk to you and share what happened and to how me. I feel exactly. Yeah, but it's sad. It just saddens me that it took so long for us to mend our relationship. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then it's like I look for somebody else, mama, to be my mama. Yeah. You know, so it's like. That shit was hard. Like, that is, it's hard. Like, it's real hard. And then it's, especially when it's like, you see her. Yeah. Like, it used to be times, literally, when my mom used to walk. Like, she used to be walking in the neighborhood all the time. But, like, I used to walk past her like she was a complete stranger. That's crazy. Like, that's crazy to me, you know? And now, like, and it was a time where I couldn't talk about it at first. But yeah. now, I'm just in a space where I, I'm okay. I'm comfortable with yeah. sharing it, you know? Yeah. Like, it's a testimony. It is. It, it helps other people. Yeah. yeah. Like, and you never know what people is really going through. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, like, our situation, far as me and my mom, like, I just feel like before she died and we talked and we really you know, broke down and told each other how we actually feel. I feel like it was more so like she was comforting herself. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, she was doing it for her own self, you know? Yeah. So, it's like she wasn't really doing it for me. But I did it for me. So, that don't really, you know, it's not really a big deal, you know? Because I made sure that I forgave her and... You know, I owned up to everything, you know. I took my own responsibility that, you know, she was on drugs. And it wasn't like, it's a different thing if you're on drugs and, you know, it's just like a 
casual drug that mm-hmm. you do, you mm-hmm. know. And you still there to take right. care of your responsibility. But it's like how it was with her, it wasn't just like casual drugs. Yeah. This is her life. This is what she do. And I understand, and I got old enough to understand that this is really an illness. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I couldn't really be mad at her, but I could be mad at her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was kind of, you know, like, it's a touchy situation, though. Absolutely. And do you feel like, uh, like, her, her not being, her getting sober at the end of her life and, and you getting that little tiny bit of time? Feel like that was unfair. Um, um, I don't know. I don't know. You I know. never kind of looked at it. I never really looked at it like that. Yeah. Only because, like, like I said, it was an illness. It's not like you know, yeah. like even when she tried. Cause I ain't gonna say she never tried. Yeah. Like even when she tried to get better and do better, like. Yeah. You know, it's always something. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, no, I don't feel like that. Okay. So you feel, do you feel like you got your healing? Like before she passed, do you feel like, even though you feel like, you know, she was doing it for her, do you feel like you got your healing? Um, And the the little time, because how much time was it between the time she got sick and you started taking care of her and then the time she passed? How much time was it? It was about six months. Yeah. Not a long time at all. Yeah. But six months. Six months in real life seems like six days. You it know does. what I'm saying? It does. So it's like, yeah, it wasn't, you know. And then even when, even when, you know, she, we got that chance or whatever, like, it was still like certain stuff that would just be like questionable. Yeah. Like, you know, like, is this for real? Like, are you, yeah, you know? Yeah, being, so, being real, being authentic. Yeah, like, yeah. so it's like, um. And then we would have talks, you know, and at this time, I feel like I can talk to you because I'm grown now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but it's more so like, okay, I feel like I'm grown. I can say what I want to say, mm-hmm. you know, instead of saying and understanding. Yeah. So now it's like, um. Did she accept her responsibilities for all the wrong she did? Like, did she? Yeah, she did. She oh, did, but. At the time, like, I was probably, I, I can honestly say I was being selfish. Yeah. You know? angry. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And I ain't gonna lie, like, I was very selfish, like, at the time of her sickness and even with my other siblings, like, you know? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like, I had to actually sit and watch this. Yeah. You know, I had to sit and watch her leave, like, and go through all the illnesses and the falls and all that, like... That junk ain't hard. I mean, that junk ain't easy. At all. Like, it's not easy at all, you know? And then it's like, I ain't had none of this time with you until until now. So now it's like, that makes it even more worse. Yeah. The fact that I have to spend the last time with you like this, like, you sick. So even... And did you ever feel like, yeah, you where were you when I needed you? Yeah. But now you need me. Yeah, and I brought that to her attention before. You did? Yeah, and it made her, like, it made her sad. And it kind of hurt my feelings, too, because at the, at the end of the day, that's not right. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's it's not, not right, right, but at the same time, it's it, it's understandable for you to have that feeling. Yeah, you know but what I'm saying? at the end of the day, I know 
at, at this time when, when she's sick, I know that she's at the lowest point in her life. Yeah, yeah. So, what I'm doing is kicking her down. Kicking her, washing her down. Exactly. So, that wasn't right of me. And, yeah. I got, and I never really asked myself that question or really even thought about that. But now that you just said it, like, I realized that was really what I was doing. But, you know, I learned to forgive her. And it took a long time. And even after she passed away, like, I feel like I didn't fully forgive her and I still blamed her. Yeah. But then I had to ask God for forgiveness for myself, you know, so yeah. I could learn to deal with it. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, it's, awesome. it's not an easy, see, the thing is, it's not an easy thing. Um, growing up, having your parents are vital. You need that. That's something you have to have. Like, if you don't have that, it's going to be a crack somewhere. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, honestly, father or mother, you know what I'm saying? Either way, it's going to be a crack somewhere. For me, um, I could not imagine um, as a little girl not having my mom, you know what I'm saying? If I if I was to choose, they put stood up. Both parents said, "Which one would you rather?" If I had to not live with one, it would definitely be my dad. And that sounds harsh, but it's honest. You know, me and my mom, me and my mom went through a lot as a little girl. I was the rebel. You know what I'm saying? I was the rebel because I was misunderstood a lot. You know, but I love my mom, and I was there for my mom. My mom was there for me. We had like a. Uh, crazy bond, and it was almost uh, unhealthy codependence. You know what I'm saying? Um, but we were very close, you know. And so losing her and watching her—that's all I want to hear Jasmine talk about. Like when she was taking care of her mom at the end, and it's not being easy. That's how I felt. Like taking care of my mom at the end was the hardest thing. Seeing her that way was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. You know, and um. When she passed, I don't know if people thought, you know, I was so hurt because I felt guilt. And I don't understand how people could have ever thought that. But they did because I've heard it before. I did not feel guilt. I felt proud that I was the one there taking care of my mother. And um, But what I felt was super hurt because hmm, it's still so hard to talk about. I felt I just felt hurt because just the fact of just not ever having my mama and just not ever being able to call you again, not ever like that is just I I never thought I would be able to deal with that. But here I am dealing with it, you know what I'm saying, and living without her, something I thought I could never do, you know, and um, it's, it's tough. That's the part for me that I don't feel like, <clears throat> okay. I don't know, like, if I should say this or not, but that's the part for me that don't, that I don't feel like, I don't feel like that's the worst part for me. Okay. Only because my mama was never really there. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, it's like, that, that. The it, worst it part really, had happened. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, I I done went through the worst parts, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then we had certain um, conversations about different situations that happen, you know. Like, for instance, mom was raped. Yeah. Mind you, we never had a relationship, so we never got time to talk about that. She never went through... We can't say that, by the way. I don't think. But we already said it, so come on. Yeah, we never went through talking about that or nothing, like, you know, so 
when the time came for me to tell her my situation or my story on what happened, happened with me, yeah, then I didn't really know how to express it to you. Like I, yeah. I, I really don't didn't want her to know. Yeah, like even you know even Why didn't? after Why she didn't was sick, you want her to know because I just felt like when I needed you, you wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. So you couldn't protect you me. Yeah. So it's like now that it's done, what can you do to help me? Yeah. Like how can you help me? Yeah. And not only not only how can you help me, you're dying. Yeah. So then I feel like I'm putting more worries on right, you. Right, you know right, what I'm right, saying? Right. So it's yeah. like no. And it's it's crazy because the only time that I could sit down and really talk to you with a clear mind mind is while you're dying. Right. It's not like and I had any what, other opportunity. Exactly. To and that's you. what makes it like even more hard because it's like now that I got the opportunity to really sit down and tell you how I actually feel. Like you're on your deathbed. Yeah. So it's like, mm, it's just it's just crazy. Do you still like feel like you deal with um after like still trauma? Yeah. After she's gone, yeah. I do for sure. And then I told um I told I told, can I say her name? Mm, uh, you, I don't know. I don't see why not. I don't think if they ever care. I told Cheryl. Oh. And you know, like honestly, Cheryl's the first person I ever told. Yeah. Literally. Ever. Ever since it happened. Like, I never told nobody else. Yeah. But that's why I feel so comfortable. And mind you, Cheryl my mama's best friends. Mm-hmm. So, by the way, y'all, Cheryl is um, my dad's, um, the woman my dad was with after my mom and all of that, that he had the other kids with when we all lived together. That was their mom. So, just letting you know that. Yes. So, they was best friends, you know, but I didn't know their relationship far as. Who was best friends? Cheryl, your mama? Yeah. Oh, okay. As far as talking and all that, you yeah. know, communicating. Yeah. So, I felt comfortable to tell her. Mm-hmm. Only because. That was my mama. Like, she yeah. felt that void that I missed. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I felt comfortable to let her know. Yeah. And I felt more comfortable with her than I felt with my actual mom. Yeah. Like, you know, but I knew if I would have told her, I, it was safe. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah. I knew that she wasn't going to just go and tell the Everybody, world, you know? Yeah. So, I wasn't worried about that at all. Yeah. But only thing I was really worried about is the fact that my mama found out who it was and, you know. She did? No, she never Oh, did. you were scared that she would. Yeah. yeah. That's why I didn't want to tell her. Yeah. So, but, no, she never knew. But she did. I did eventually tell her it happened. Yeah. But she just never knew the story. Like, I didn't tell her detail, every detail, what happened. Yeah. What happened. You know, and... When I told her, yeah, she was sad. Like, yeah, of course. She was so sad, but like I said, I think she was sad because no, no, this time I feel like she was actually sad and she she felt bad that she couldn't be there for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. But then it then kinda kinda felt like, okay, it's not even that you couldn't be there. You just wasn't there. It just wasn't. Yeah, so it was like you know, and then now, and then at this time, I was I was young, so I was like, you know, like whatever, brushing under the rug, like stuff happens. You know, it is yeah. what it is. I'm older now, so yeah, you know. But 
it was really I was just trying to cover it up for yeah. my own. You know, it's hurtful. Yeah, cause it's like what? Yeah, like are you serious? Like did this really happen to me? And the one person that I'm expecting to comfort me can't even comfort me, or I can't even call, yeah, or talk to, or have that relationship, you know, to where I feel comfortable enough to say what's needed to be said. Yeah. Like, so it's like, yeah, it's just crazy. Like, it's yeah. Crazy. And then you being the only girl, that that that's just so tough. Yeah, that makes it even worse. Yeah. I mean, that's like, it's just so much built up. Like, because I'm the only girl, I, I'm around all boys all day. Yeah. Like, yeah, I got cousins or whatever, but in the household... It's just me. Yeah. And then it's like, I don't know, it's just a lot. It's so much. Like, it's so much to happen. Yeah. And then it's just like, damn, now that I look back now, it's just like, I really went through so much. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I was so young. Yeah. That's why, but honestly, with my grandma, when I said my grandma was a superhero, like, she made everything okay. But I never felt comfortable enough to talk to my grandma. Yeah. Even when I started my cycle. Wow. Right. So it was like. So what did you do? I don't know. Like, I, no, I told my cousin, like my cousin, she knew or whatever. Yeah. I told her or whatever. But they were so envious. It was like certain stuff she would tell my grandma to make her feel like I was having sex. Uh, yeah. You know, and it was like. Why did you do that? Like, you yeah. know? And at the time, like, around this time, I was like, maybe 11, 12. Yeah. So, at the time, I didn't even care about that type of stuff. Like, I was in school. I was actually trying to do hair. Yeah. And everything, like, that stuff didn't even matter to me. Yeah. But she made it seem like I was into that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But all this happened, all this, you know, all the sexual stuff happened after. Yeah. So, it's like, you already made these accusations about, about me. You really don't even know what's really going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, now that all this stuff done went on, now it's really like, I can't come out and say nothing because she already done said that I've been having sex. Yeah, and, yeah. And, but that wasn't the and case. it wasn't true. You know? Yeah. So, it's like, no. I just had to cover it up. And I had to just deal with it. And then, it was just, it made it even worse when I actually had to stand face to face with the person who did this to me. Mm-hmm. And look into those darting eyes because yeah, they never like, can look you in the eye. You know what you did, you know? Yeah, like, and I was young, so it was like, I don't know. It was just so much. Yeah. That's just crazy. Like, I don't know. Uh, parent relationships are so important, and lack thereof yeah. is even more important. You know what I'm saying? And it's. So important for us to be there for our children and, and making sure that we're there when they need us. And, you know, a lot of times when uh, people see that your parents don't really care or you really don't have that guidance or protection, you like a target. Did you ever feel like a target, Jess? Like, because your mama wasn't there to protect you or something like that, like you was being the only girl, did you ever feel like you was a target? Yeah. Yeah. Not in all situations, but most. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. And I get that 100%. Like, um, 
I have, you know, a few things, you know, that I went through with my mom. I don't really feel comfortable uh, right now, you know, speaking on issues with my mom because I don't want anybody to ever. My mom was a good mother to me um, growing up once I got older, you know. But when I was younger, a lot of things lacked. And it's like uh, it was simply because her ignorance. She didn't know, you know, but. I love my mama and she was there for me and she was a great grandmother to my children. Like she was there. That was Nana. You know what I'm saying? Like she was the goat. So anything. And then another thing is like everything that my mama did to me, I was able to bring up to her. She took accountability. I tried to do that with my dad. He cussed me out from the top of my scalp to the bottom of my soles and my feet. Like, he went off. Like, just started going off. And that was me becoming an adult and trying to be like, yeah, dad, you made me feel like this and this when we was growing up. And then he was like, oh, and started doing the same stuff. And it's just like, when will you ever grow? You know? Now, though, I see, like, a change in him. I see him trying to change. And it's so exciting seeing him try. You know, I see him see, see him trying to become a softer man. He's a very hard man. Become a softer man and having a softer heart and being more open to his children and, and things like that. I see him trying now, you know, and, and and I am a firm believer of it's never too late. You know what I'm saying? It's never too late. And I'm, I'm very forgiving now, you know, but that doesn't take away from the scars of then, you know. And it helped build character and it helped, it helped me be everything that, try to be everything that I needed to my children. Um, I can't be a dad, of course, but when I did have children and their dad left their lives, you know, I tried to uh, be everything on mommy's side and then remember the stuff that I needed on dad's side and go try to do that too. That's hard. Mm-hmm. You know? Hard. It is. And I, I feel like I did pretty good, but, you know, it's just, you know, growing up, man, and I'm being wounded and um, being able to heal, and honestly heal and honestly forgive, you know, because I feel like everybody had trauma, most people. And then sometimes I feel myself often thinking, like, in the back of my mama's head, like, did she ever feel or think that she should have been there? Right. I'm sure she did. Like, I just always find Especially when she sobered up. Yeah. Because like, I feel like if when in her in her stage of getting high, like if she ever started thinking that way, she'll get high. So right. to not think about that. You know what I'm saying? Because this is how I feel about a, a, a drug addiction. I feel like the first time or the first couple times are choices. After that, it's no longer a choice. When it becomes an addiction, it's no longer a choice. Because you either are chasing it to stay well, because you get sick. Or chasing it to forget. Or chasing it to forget. So, that's crazy. You know, um, all in itself. And that's a whole nother topic, you know. Mm -hmm. um, addiction and, and things like that. You know, that's a whole nother topic. A whole nother monster, you know. But, yeah. And I did. I knew Jasmine's mom really well. Kim was good people. Said her name, but you know she's she was good people though. That was, that was my dog. I used to call her Little Tunchy. 
Cause you still remind, she remind me of Lil Wayne. <laughs> like that was my dog, you know. She was she was good. She had a good heart, and I'm sure if she was sober, she would have been a good mom. You know, but it's just too bad that we didn't get to see that. You know, mm-hmm. and then at the end, it was so much. Uh, what is it? So much tension that. You know, you was dying, you was sick, and I'm angry because all of these years, this is the first time I get to get you sober. So I want to tell you, but I did this and that, but I don't even have enough time. Mm-hmm. You die so quick, you know? So, yeah, y'all, I don't know. I just know that parent relationships are very important. Talk to your children. Make sure that you are very present in your children's lives because it scars them. Fellas, um, make sure that y'all are there for your daughters and your sons. You know, um, they need you. Even when you feel like you don't, and then like even if you're gone from some for some time, like some years or whatever out of their life, it's never too late. A lot of times, guys don't step up after they be gone for years because they shame. You know, they shame to step up. Like, oh no, they older now. They you know, mm-hmm. but it's never too late. They just be looking for that try that you that to know that you want me. You know, mm-hmm. I'm good enough. You want me. You know. So, you know, I encourage everybody, you know, to have a, a a relationship with your children. If you don't have one, get one, you know, um, it's important. It's important for the rest of your life. You know, that's something that you deal with forever, even, I mean, in different stages, of course, but, you know, you deal with forever, you know, it's a part of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, y'all. That was that, and that's how I feel on that, besties, and that, that, this, and that, and that, and the third. All right? So, um, I think that was really good. Now, uh, we're going we're gonna to wrap this thing up, because we're hitting that mark. Uh, but, Jasmine, I thank you so much for coming on. And we're going to have Jasmine back, probably ASAP. Uh, we're going to have Jasmine come back and uh, chit-chat with us. Uh, I like kicking we'll probably on a lighter note, because we, you know, our banter is great. So I want y'all to get to get a whiff of the banter, you know, <laughs> something lighter. You know what I'm saying? So I'll probably bring her right back. Probably next episode with a uh, just a lighter banter, you know, because this is uh, this is pretty heavy and it's pretty it's serious, you know. And this is something we rarely do is be serious because all she want to do is play all day. For real, but I appreciate you for coming on here and being serious with me and and having this talk because this is going to help somebody. And I thank you all for listening. Make sure y'all share, make sure y'all like all of that. You know, this, 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 and that, that, and that. Come back and listen to your bestie. I'm out of here. I will be back. So be looking for me. Bye, besties.